Hey, Slay Nation. It's Heather, your host. I'm back with another episode of the So She Slays podcast. Now, I'm really excited to talk to this next business owner. She is phenomenal. And when I found out that she created Euphoria, we're talking about Fiona Coach Han over here. When she created Euphoria, which is a makeup brand, if you don't know, you should know. So look it up. Uh, I figured out that she is Asian and I was like, I have to get her on the stinking podcast. But before we dive deep into her amazing journey, and when I say amazing, like all over the place, I feel like, um, Fiona, go ahead and tell us just a little bit about yourself and then a little bit about the brand. Hi, everyone. Super excited to be here. I'm Fiona Cochan. I'm the founder and CEO of Euphoria. At Euphoria, we create makeup you can sleep in. And I really had the idea to create Euphoria. Like first week of the pandemic, I just remember thinking, oh, makeup's really about like getting ready, going out, having fun with your friends. And I'm so guilty of this, but I've been sleeping in my makeup, I want to say since I was like 16. And I always hated how it made my skin feel the next day, how guilty I felt. And so I just really wanted to create makeup you can sleep in. Oh my gosh. Um, now I came across your makeup on social media on IG. So shout out to all your marketing team because it worked. Um, but honestly, I I had like the oiliest skin, and I'm such a skincare fanatic that I would I girl, I would be drunk and not like actually fully coherent but I that's the one thing I would do is take off my makeup I'm like I am gonna wake up with like zits and a full breakout and it's just gonna be gross and so I would always take off my makeup and then I have super oily skin and so when I would use any foundation, any primer, it just would not work. So what actually drew me to you was your primer first, because you would always show yourself and like how oily your skin can get and like how your skin like literally was just eating your foundation. Ugh, gross. Um, but I tried it and automatically I was like, dang, this is a game changer. So tell me a little bit about this evolution like starting out with you know you did the blush which is like skin tone like it changes with that with your skin tone so just tell us a little bit about your products yeah when we first launched I launched with our color changing blush like definitely one of our best sellers and I wanted to create like this universally flattering blush and I kept thinking like all these like you know quote-unquote universally flattering flattering blushes that I've bought in the past always looked so bad on me. And I, I just remember thinking like, how can I create something that's actually going to work for like a ton of people? And it just hit me like, let's try color changing. Let's try to make it an oil. I've never seen an oil blush before. And something I love a lot about that product is that because it's like an oil, it has this natural highlighter effect. It looks super different compared to like a liquid blush. I can always tell when someone's wearing our blush oil. And I remember with that product, I was like, I'm just going to test it by sleeping in it, not because I thought, you know, I was going to make a whole brand of makeup you can sleep in, but I was like, I always sleep in my makeup. I just need to know that like the next morning my skin's going to be fine. And I remember I was like that next morning, that very first next morning, I was like, my skin looks so much more hydrated on the, the one cheek that had the blush. And I was like, it looks radiant. It like, looks like it's glowing. And I couldn't believe it. So at the time it was like middle of the pandemic and the only person I was interacting with was my husband. And I was like, you have to sleep in this too. I just need to see like, is this going to work on, you know, multiple skin types and him, same thing. Like he had one patch of cheek that looked so like radiant and so hydrated. 
And now that's a big part of our testing process. But to go back to like our primer, what I love about that product is like, it's like a barrier between your skin and your makeup. And like the number one rule of makeup is that like your skin's oil just eats up that eats up your makeup. And so it's like a protective barrier so that any irritating ingredients in makeup is not like irritating your skin, but then also like your skin's sebum isn't going to affect the longevity of your makeup. I have to tell you that that primer works so well. I um I started using it probably about two months ago. Now, I'm going to tell you a story. Don't, <laughs> I don't know why, but this was like five stars like in, in making it through. So basically, I was in a parking lot, dead battery in the car or whatever. We had to change the battery. It was hot. I was sweating, but I had just put on makeup to go out, right? And I was using your primer. And my friend was with me and we changed the battery. We're both sweating and all this kind of stuff. I get back in the car. Like I had drops of sweat, right? I get back in the car and I like dab the sweat off. I was like, oh, you know, I don't want to like smear all of everything. And I look back in the mirror and I look at her and I was like, well, damn, you would have never guessed that I was just sweating to death outside. Like, geez. So uh, when I say like the (laughs) primer worked, the primer worked, okay? Because if I used anything else, I would have had streaks. I would have been smearing. I would have had so much oil. It would, yeah, it would have been gross. So from that moment on, I was like, okay, I heard she's coming out with like foundation. Um, I'm going to have, I want to try her blush, all of this kind of stuff. So tell us a little bit about this foundation because it is, it is a tint, right? It's like, it's like a serum. Yeah, it's like right in between like what I would think like is a skin tint and a foundation. So some people use it like a skin tint. Some people use it as a foundation. It's definitely buildable. And what I love, I mean, I've been working on this product ever since I had the idea for the brand. When I was like, makeup you can sleep in, that's a foundation. And I remember when I was like, I was still living in Hong Kong at the time. And I was like trying all these like super, super expensive foundations. I'm talking about like over $200. And I was like, this texture is so nice. I wish I had this when I was younger, when I was like still dating, like it would have made, would have made my skin look so nice uh, during that time in my life. So I really wanted to create something that had like that same luxurious texture. It's a very like specific feeling where it's like, it just sinks into your skin. It makes like, there's no creasing. It like feels so nice just on your skin. I wanted to create something like that, but at a price point that I could afford when I was still you know, young 20s, like dating, like the whole going out and always sleeping my makeup uh, time in my life. And so something I'm super, super proud of, it's like a silicone-free formula. It's really, um, I don't know, it just has this beautiful glass skin finish that I've never seen before. And I kept thinking about like, if I was like on a date and let's say like, I'm still dating my husband, but like if we were on a date and we're in a dimly lit restaurant, I just want the light to follow me as if I had main character energy light at all times. And like, he could not look away if I like got up to like freshen up, he would just be like, okay, I'm going to stare at her. Like I can't stop looking. And I can always tell also like when someone wears a foundation because it looks so different, it's not dewy, it's not matte, but it really does just capture light into like a super like nice way, almost as if you had a spotlight in front of you at all times. Um, So something that's like such a signature for your look. Okay. So I know we're going to have a lot of listeners be like, okay, well, you're talking young. So like, is this for youthful type of skin? What about as I age? And what about like acne? Like what if I have severe acne or I break out or anything like that? Is this an option for me? 
Yeah. So like, I always like to test all of our products for someone like that's, let's say like my age, because obviously I'm like one of the, the main product testers. I always test everything on my mom because she's very opinionated. And if it doesn't look good on her, then I just feel like it's not that great of a formula. I also would never hear the end of it. Um, so I always test anything <laughs> on like mature skin, which is like a lot drier, like definitely fine lines, things like that. And then I always like think about like, what if I was like a 13 year old girl, like trying makeup for the first time, is it easy to use? So one thing that I really look at is like, how easy is it to blend? Would it work with oily skin, dry skin? Um, usually the way that I like to formulate things is I think about like all the different skin types and I'll like put something for dry skin, oily skin, um, combination skin. And then I'll, I'll be very considerate of acne prone skin because I mean, I had such bad acne growing up, like two rounds of Accutane, and I just try to be super, super mindful of that. Yeah. And you also say, too, that like this is like makeup you can sleep in, but it works like skincare. So explain to me a little bit about like how because this is this is all natural. Like we didn't hit on that yet. We didn't hit on the fact that this is like an all natural type of makeup. Yeah. So like the way that I have kind of like seen like makeup and skincare was like, it was like two very separate things. And like your skincare is like where you get all the benefits, but then your makeup, like so much of these like high performance ingredients, let's say it's like long lasting or transfer proof. They have a few ingredients that it can actually like be not so friendly to your skin. Like it could dry out your skin or something like that. So something that I like to do is when, when we formulate is we like to add in like these skincare actives, but then some of the actives that I add in is like with this idea in mind of how's it going to interact with skin? How does that skin then interact with makeup? So you get that long lasting performance, but you're still like being really like gentle and, and nice for your skin. I do like love this idea that like your makeup routine is just an extension of your skincare routine and really seeing it as one unified thing versus something that's so separate like I always hated feeling guilty that I was like spending all this money on skincare and then probably messing it up with with my makeup oh my gosh I mean one of many one of many I feel like I do the same thing all the time I'm always nervous I'm not a huge makeup wearer I have a routine I stick with it I look the same pretty much always so (laughs) and then half the time I think with the pandemic I didn't wear makeup because it's just like, why? Uh, so I really love the journey that you had in creating this. You started during the pandemic, but also you related to a lot of the times where you had no experience in the beauty industry at all before you even started this. So can we kind of bridge this a little bit? Like, where did we start? How did we end up here? Yeah, I started my career like in the tech industry, like working at startups that were like, I don't know, we were selling like very complex software to data centers. And that's like the best way I can describe it. Something so different, but that job actually had me traveling to Asia a lot. And I kind of realized like I would be in these super, super polluted cities. Like I cannot like describe how polluted it was. Like I would be sleeping in N95s, like super, super polluted. And I remember when I was like really like working on these cities, I was like, okay, you can't control your air, you can't control your water, you can't really control your food source, but you can control like what you put on your skin. And it was just like feeling like, okay, at least I can, you know, try to have some control and still not finding products that, that would work under those environments. And um, fast forward to a couple of years later, um, it's like the, the pandemic hit and I was stuck in Asia. I was like kind of spending my time between San Francisco and Asia. And I was like, you know what? It's like actually a great time for me to, 
do something that I'm really passionate about, something that I really would love to do. And I just never found um, makeup that I would actually make your skin better that like I could sleep in and feel completely like guilt-free. And I just remember, I don't know, maybe it was because I was on the other side of the world, but I was like, this is a great time to do it. Nobody knew what I was doing uh, until I came back and, and launched the business. Okay. You make this sound so stinking easy. Okay. I, I cannot be this easy. Really? Like, is it this easy where you were just like, I just developed it while I was in Asia and going back and forth. And then I just launched and that was it. Like there has to oh. be more to this. Oh yeah. I mean, all, all of the, I think like all the hardships, it's like, I almost kind of forget it because it's like, it's been so, it's been so long. Sometimes I don't like to dwell on, um, all the hard times. I remember like in the beginning, I was like, where do I start? And I remember that first year of feeling like the imposter syndrome uh, and the dread that you feel almost every single morning. It's a lot more intense than how it feels now. But like, I remember there was like a point where I think I just spent so much of, of my own money. And I was like, I think I'm past the point of no return. Um, I can't, I can't go back. I've spent like basically all of our savings. Um, this has to work. And when I remember when I launched the business too, I just moved back from Hong Kong to eight, uh, back to San Francisco and literally no marketing plan, like not a marketer. And I was like, oh, I should, probably should have had a marketing plan because I'm launching to crickets. I spent all this money. And I remember that first two weeks, it was really, really tough. Um, and I was like, what am I doing? Like, really, what am I doing? Um, so I remember my mom just buying blush every day for like two weeks. So like, encouraged me to like continue and, and keep going but there is there is like a part of me that really believed in the product I feel like I believe in the products first and it kind of can get me going um but those days of doubts and worry like that doesn't go away and especially like the first I remember the first year and a half almost every single day I was like we're running out of money and like every day that was like such a bad stress for me that like I definitely developed um physical symptoms stress will do that um any business owner across the board can relate to this, right? You can relate to this journey. And it's sometimes that's why I kind of like to, I love to bring people who, who kind of stuck with it on. So she slays, especially when it comes to building businesses and building things that don't necessarily exist just yet. There's so much that goes into it. And, you know, we as consumers or as the public, we see 10%, right? Which is the 10% you want us to see. We don't see the craziness behind the scenes or the the doubts and the worries. And, you know, I have no money or I invested all of this. This has to work. I don't have a plan B type of thing. So when I asked guests this type of stuff, I was like, it, ha it can't be just this easy. Like, there's no way. And like you said, you're like, oh, my God, I'm not a marketer. I need a marketing team. What do I do with this? Um, were there any like points where you're just like uh, low points where you're just like, what am I doing? But then like, when did it change? Like, when did it start shifting for you? I remember the time around the time that I was about to film Shark Tank, I remember this very clearly, like it's still like trauma stuck in my body where it was like, I remember opening our bank account and I was like seeing like two days of cash. And I was like, and I had a team and I was like, where, like, what am I going to do? Like, what's like, this is probably not going to work out. And at the time, like our blush was going viral. Like I think from the outside looking in, everything looks great. And I think when you're like the founder, you have to like have that hope. I think it's incredibly important because you need to figure out how to just figure out how to get to the next day, the next month, that sort of thing. 
And I remember at the time I was like developing our foundation and there was something in the back of my mind that always said, just develop this foundation. I don't know how it's going to work out. Like I had, I had no cash, no following, no retailer. It was just something that was like telling me just, just develop this. Like you just, you just, this is where you need to go. And at the time I was like, we were really running out of cash, but I knew that Shark Tank was kind of on the horizon. And so that morning, um, when you film Shark Tank, you have to do your own hair and makeup. And so I was like, going to wear my foundation. This is the only time that like it will have its life. Like if nothing else, somebody filmed this. It's like, hopefully I can get that footage. And like, it looked really great. And maybe like, we never get the opportunity to launch it. And even like when I filmed Shark Tank, I think I had like 10 days of cash left. It was always like a, such a completely dire time. I remember like looking at my Fitbit for that week. And I was like, I slept three hours every day that week. because I was so worried about the the cash um, position that we had. And I remember that morning, got my makeup done. I'm wearing our foundation and I like start recording myself and I'm like, no, my makeup slays. Like, this is like so good. I'm so excited. I text my husband. I'm like, my makeup looks so good today. And he's like, of course it does. It's euphoria. And it gave me like this sense of confidence that like, maybe the day is going to go well. I mean, going into something like that, like you're so nervous. You did, I mean, gosh, nerve wracking. I can only imagine. Yeah. And it was like, really, I just remember after I got off set, I was like, maybe like we will survive long enough to launch this and like that was all I wanted to do um when I started the business but there was so many of these days where you're like if you look at like the reality you're just like nothing's gonna work out like nothing's in your favor you have all these things going against you but there's always some hope that like kind of lifts lifts me up and at least gets me to like that next that next point and I try to keep that in mind so many of the days because on the you know just by facts everything is always like the odds are kind of stacked against against you but I don't know I love I love product development so much that I'm just like I just want to be able to like get to the next day the next product so that that keeps me going how long were you under that much stress as far as like oh my god cash oh my god is this gonna work I think I don't know I'm always kind of under that kind of stress but like, you're like, does like, it ever end <laughs> where it was like looking at like a weekly, like I might run out of cash like today or this week, I think for like the first two and a half years of, of starting the business and like on the outside, everything looks great. And, and a part of, you know, like, I don't always share that because, you know, you're, you're trying to get deals. Well, yeah, you're and, trying and to see exactly. <laughs> you don't necessarily want to. Um, and I understand that, like, uh, you know, as business owner myself in, in that, I, I mean, I don't like to, sh to share the whole like gross side of things, but I think in doing so it really, because this whole podcast is basically around being able to provide this type of, I don't want to say role model, but basically like this mentality of she can do it. I can do it. Uh, especially with a lot of times where we don't see a lot of women or a lot of women in color of color, you know, succeeding at what it is that they're really trying to accomplish. And so in doing this podcast and interviewing women such as yourself, you know, we love that you have been so successful and you're you love what you do and you're so passionate and you bet on yourself. But also, too, we know that with the good comes the bad and not enough time is spent with the bad part because that bad part ultimately funnels you into the good. So it's like, you can't just have one without the other. Um, we also wouldn't be unfiltered. So she slays if we just stuck with all the good stuff. <laughs> and I think it's also like when you're kind of in the middle of like 
crisis or like things are really tough, like the last thing you think about is like, I want to share everything that's going on right now, because you're really just problem solving and, and trying to kind of, you know, fi figure out your way out of it. And so that's always like such a great reminder that there's so many more behind the scenes things, especially you, you won't see it on a content side, where it's like, things are just going wrong. <laughs> Yeah. Or, or, you know, you're running into roadblocks and you're trying to problem solve or pivot in, in all sorts of capacities. So, you know, it's just a reminder to everybody who has their own thing or is this after their own thing. I will tell you right now, most people do tell me it's around two to three years before things start like being okay ish, like okay ish to where, Hey, I guess got a little bit of money. Things are looking like we got a little bit of a plan where we seem to be on um, less rocky, you know, ground in that aspect. Um, so shout out for all those people who are still trying, trying to figure out, keep going. <laughs> um, how was that experience like on Shark Tank? Oh, it was such a fun experience because it's also like a very like hard ruling experience like the application that you have to fill out like it's like a long form I thought it was harder than my college application like there's just all these things that um you know it's a very long process I think the fun parts of it is like you get to design the set you get to pick out your outfit you get to work on your pitch it's a very fun way to like showcase your brands and it's like a very fun way to do like a serious business meeting and I remember going into it thinking like I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm just going to be in the moment because it's such a rare experience. Um, and I'm really grateful that I like, I don't know, was just was just kind of present. And I, I, had, I had a really fun time. I thought the set, like, you know, when you see something on TV and you, you like go in there in real life, it's kind of surreal. Um, but, but being there, seeing there, I just remember thinking like, I can't believe I'm doing this. I get this opportunity. Like I was just on TikTok, like, just showing my blush and now I get to show this on you know in front of the sharks and they were all really kind and um of course like had a great partnership uh with Mark Cuban through through that experience yeah no exactly um I I always Shark Tank is like my favorite reality tv show I don't do reality tv shows and I don't even know if that one's actually considered a reality TV show rather than just a show. But Shark Tank is definitely one of my favorites um, for that reason, because you just kind of learn so much about uh, business in general. Now, with the development of how far Euphoria has come, in hindsight, what do you wish you knew? What do I wish I knew? I think it would just be that in the very early days, and I, I have to tell myself this even still, because there's still like a lot of times where I feel so much doubt and so much like weakness or like unknowns or like imposter syndrome. I wish I just would tell myself throughout this process, you will become more resilient. And that's just something to expect. Even if you feel like, you know, the world's kind of ending, you really don't have no idea what's going to uh, happen. Like if you just see yourself through it, you will become more resilient. Absolutely. Um, I would love to know, like, even now where I say you're successful, whether or not, you know, because I've always talked with like business owner owners and they're like, but am I like successful? I don't I don't really know. To me, I think you're successful. But is there any points in today's like world in your life right now where you're kind of just like, I don't know. You know, does does imposter syndrome still show up? Are you do you still get, you know, those thoughts of doubt sometimes? 
I think what's really common, or at least it's common for me, is I don't feel like I'm successful. I feel like I know, cause maybe because I know how like everything is is running and and you know all the areas of uh, opportunity for us and improvements. Um, I think sometimes you know like what we show on social is very like a very small mm. a small piece of of really what's going on. Um, I don't feel as like stressed as I did maybe in month three or month six. So that is really nice, and that's like the relief that I feel like if there's any semblance of success, it's the fact that like, you know, I don't feel this like, like dire stress, which is really nice. Um, But yeah, that's, that's, I don't know. I don't know that that feeling ever kind of goes away. I don't know either. And I I like to ask business owners that too. One, just because I'm curious, but two, as a business owner myself, I'm like, is it ever going to go away? (laughs) Does it ever stop? Uh And so I think maybe we've just learned to deal with it, right? We just learned to kind of cope with those lovely feelings. Um, To wrap up this interview, what are some words of wisdoms, you know, that you can probably share with our community on going after something that doesn't actually exist yet or, you know, going after anything that they may be scared to go after in general? Yeah, for going after something that doesn't exist, and I always remind myself this is like, you actually don't need imposter syndrome. That's why I actually loved creating things that didn't exist that I thought no one would ever create because, you know, your your experience and versus someone else's experience doesn't matter. And what I find is your unique set of experiences usually kind of take you to, down a path of like creating something completely new and um, your passion, your drive will like see that through to, to like a real like product, a real idea, a real company. And that's, that's something that's so important. I love that. And then, um, do we have anything new coming out for Euphoria? I mean, I know you recently just got that foundation up and going, uh, but do we have anything else? Yeah. Foundation is up and going, uh, just launched not too long ago. Um, probably will extend that line pretty soon. So something I'm working so hard on product development, um, also working a lot into next year's product development. But, you know, my dream is full face of euphoria. And if I get that opportunity to continue to create products, like that's the ultimate dream for me. Oh my God. Love it. Okay. Where can people follow, get a hold of, figure out what's going on with euphoria? How do people stay in touch? Yeah, so on Instagram and on TikTok, we are at Euphoria. You can find us on our website, which is euphoria.co, and then you can shop us at Ulta. Love it. Thank you so much for joining us, Fiona. I learned so much and am totally inspired and a forever fan of Euphoria. Uh, So thank you so much for coming on the podcast and sharing your story with us. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome. All right, Slay Nation. Until next time, we'll catch you later.